Agudenev Shabbos Parsha Shmois. This year is sponsored by my dear friend Rabitzi Simmons and family of Lakewood, New Jersey. In the Schus, Leulu Nishmas, Moron Mashkech, Rav Matso Chaim Salman, Zechir Tzaduk, Kaddish Levracha, May his Neshama have an Aliyah, May his Neshama be a Militation for all of Klai Israel. Thank you to our corporate sponsors, the Hassan Zaltz Law Firm, Meridian Senior Health, and Bluestone Brokerage. For future dedications, to sponsor a share, please reach out to 845-367-2959. A lot is going on this week. This week, besides being Parshas Shmois and the beginning of Shoivivim, this week as well marks the passing of the great venerated Mashkiach of Matiseo Salman, the Mashkiach of Bismajesh Govaya, otherwise known as BMG in the Lakewood Yeshiva, as Rav Malkil Kotler, the Rosh Yeshiva of BMG, the son of Rav Shneir Kotler, who is the son of Rav Aaron Kotler, he said it at Hesped this week, on Wednesday, by the Levaya of the Mashkiach. Rabbi wasn't only the Mashkiach of Yeshiva, of BMG. He was the Mashkiach of the entire Klal Yisrael. As we know, there's no such thing as coincidences. Everything happens for reason at the right time. And it's always so important to draw messages, to draw those juxtapositions between events. Nothing just happens, rather everything happens just. And this week, it just hit me how everything really comes together. And this week, we encounter the episode of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Sna, the famous story that Moshe Rabbeinu saw a bush that was completely engulfed in fire, yet the bush did not burn. And Moshe Rabbeinu expressed his bewilderment to Kaddish Baruch Hu. He said, Hashem, how could it be? How could it be? How can it be that this bush that's completely engulfed in flames is not getting destroyed? The problem with this, asks this Fasemis, is Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest person of all time. Like Kumbisal Kamesha Oid. There was none ever as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. There's no one that ever will be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. So when Moshe Rabbeinu saw this insane, uncomprehendable phenomena, a burning bush that wouldn't burn, he couldn't understand. Ask this Fasemis, this bush wasn't a regular bush and the fire wasn't a regular fire. It was a fire of Torah. It was the fire of Ruchnius. And the bush, the thorns, the branches, the soil, the mud under it, that represented the Gashmius, that represented materialism and desires. So how could it be that Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest person of all time, how could it be he wasn't aware of this? How could it be that he asked? How could it be that he was bewildered even by this sight? That he asked Hashem, what was his great bewilderment? What was the great shock? He should have known that it was a ruchnistic sphere, it was a ruchnistic representation, and it wasn't governed by the laws of nature, by science. So ask the Sfasemis, what was Moshe Rabbeinu asking? He should have known. And the Sfasemis answers that the pshat, the understanding of Moshe Rabbeinu's question, was that certainly, indeed, Moshe Rabbeinu understood that the phenomenon involved the holy spiritual fire, and he knew that the fire was symbolic of the ruchnius, of the holiness, and the sanctity of the Torah. And he knew that the tree represented the materialistic aspects of life, the Gashmias and worldly pursuits and physical desires and indulgences. Yet, as Moshe Rabbeinu stood witness to this remarkable phenomenon, fully cognizant of their respective symbolic representations, what bothered him, what he was grappling was, with the following question, how could it be that the raging fire, which was representing the Torah, fully engulfing the tree which symbolized materialism. How could it be that that fire did not consume the tree? Moshe was troubled. 
How is it that the source of Kedusha, the source of holiness, this fire, didn't override and completely destroy the tree, the materialistic aspects? How is it possible that the Gashmis remained whole in face of the Ruchriyas coming to destroy it? This was Moshe Rabbeinu's question, to which HaKadosh Baruch Hu responded that we're living in Golis. We are living in exile. And when we were sentenced to Golis, we were condemned to a new reality of Geri Yezarecha, a stranger your descendant shall be in a strange land. In the unfamiliar terrain of Golis, we're like strangers, we're completely lost, and we're unsure of which way to turn at crossroads. Even when things seem so simple and logical, and the decisions should be so easy to be made. Nevertheless, in the conditions and the winds of Gullus, of exile, those are heavy, strong winds of uncertainty, of confusion, of the Samach Mems, of the Satan, of the Itzahara, blowing, trying to uproot us, take us down, overturn us in every which way. This is Gullus. This doesn't just have a small, short-term effect, but rather it leads a profound inability to distinguish between good and evil. And even when things are so intrinsically opposite, and like we said, the answer, the solution should be obvious, the choice should be clear. Of course, pick the good, pick pick the right, pick the holy, pick the pure. But in times of Gullus, the Yitzhahara doesn't get squandered, doesn't get squashed so easily. And he remains strong. It looks like he overcomes. He remains unscathed in face of the burning, raging fires around it the burning, raging fires engulfing it. And that's what Maish Rabbeinu was being taught by Hashem, that in times of Gaulus, even when there's so much Ruchnius, even when the Ruchnius, the Torah, there's so much good, there's so much Kedusha, there's so much Helikite in the Torah, and it's all over the place. And we can ask, we can all scratch our heads wondering, how is it that there's so much Gashmius and physical pursuits and materialism and Ulam Hazah and everything in the world seems to be pointing that way? How is it possible? How, how do they coexist? How does the Gashmits have a Kayach? The answer is that this is Golis. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is being taught. That we're living in times of Geri Yezarecha. We're living in times of exile. And exile in the most profound way means that we're exiled from the truth. We're exiled from clarity. And when things should be clear, when things should be Umala Ha'aretz Deya, when things should be logical, Tayyaradik, when we should be able to see with clear vision, with clear lenses, how to make the right choice. But our vision is destroyed, it's marred, it's jaded, it's fogged up, and we simply can't see, we simply can't make those decisions, because the Yitzhahara, the Kayach the Kayach is given, is allowed to remain in control, to remain strong. And this was the message of the invincible and unburning bush. These are the terms and conditions of Gullus. This is what we have to unfortunately suffer through for now, and what we yearn for, to be redeemed from in the times of Mashiach, may come speedily. Having said this, realizing that we're living not only in America, but even in Eretz Yisrael, where it's the holiest of holy, but the Kayach exists, spreads through the entire world, it has no mercy, it's relentless, and it tries to bring everyone in. This is it. We're here, we're all in Galas, we're all suffering, and we all experience those burning bushes that we look, we have these questions, we see the Torah, we see the Kedusha, we identify with it, and then yet we see the Gashmias, we see the physical pursuits, we see the desires, and we see it coexists. And then we wonder how, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, we say, how could it be? We say, I want to be good, I want to be pure, I want to be holy, I want to do mitzvahs, I want to learn Torah, I want to do chesed, I don't want to be about gaiva, I don't want to be about taiva. We have the greatest, loftiest intentions, 
it comes to us, we feel the fire of all of it. Yet at the same time, in the middle of the fire, in the midst, we see this black fire, relentless, unwavering strength of that black fire that's always screaming back, that's looking back at us and saying, look at how good this world is. Look how gishmak at the taivas in this world. Get comfortable over here. Forget about Olam Haba. Relax. Kick back. Don't worry about your dreams, your she'ifas. We have to accomplish. Don't worry about the 24-hour days. Let them just go by. No minute's important. This is the perpetual problem, the perpetual struggle, that we try to be good, we try to improve, we try to be godly and lofty and exalted, yet at the same time, we're plagued with the other side, with the Yitzhahara. And he comes and he says, look at all the allure and taivas and gishmak in this world. And this is Davoida, this is Galus, Geri Ezarecha, as much as we try. Hashem says, I'm sorry, I'm going to make it hard. I'm going to make this the Tachlis Achaim. This is going to be the Avoida in this world in Olam Hazet. To remember and to stay strong and committed to this value. The Olam Hazet, Doim This world is merely a hallway. And Olam Haba is Doim Lepresdor. That's the palace. As the saying goes, no pain, no gain. The reason why it's hard is because the Schar, the reward, is so great. It's unfathomable. And as Chazal say, a person who indulges and utilizes this world his entire lifetime doesn't come close to a Sha'achas in the next world, to one minute in the next world. We have no musig. We can't illustrate. We can't imagine because it's not something we've seen or heard of. But it's bitachin. It's bitachin that Hashem is real, that the Torah is real. Terasa emes. Next world is emes. And for the Echidei Segula, for those that can hold on tight for the journey, for the ride, will be zeicheh to great things, to the Traklin, to the palace in the next world. It's no coincidence that this week marks the passing of the great Mashkiach, of Matisio. He's a person who literally lived and breathed this concept of staying strong to the truths, to the values. He was a person that worked so hard on himself. And not only did he ascend the ladder of greatness for himself, but he merited being Mashkiach for the entire Klal Yisrael. Rav Makil Kotler said over, about him, about Ramatisio. Ramatisio used to give many, many Musashmuzin throughout his life to Yeshiva, to communities, to Balabatim, to everyone. And he said by Ramatisio, it wasn't like one week he would say one vart, he would say one Torah thought, and the next week he would come and say a different one. And that was a different idea. That was a different concept that was leading his life. He said it was all one. It was all one concept. It was all one Yisait. It was all one life. Kihem Chayenu Chemenu. Uvahem Negayim Avalayla was the Torah. That led his life. It was Yerushalayim. He lived and breathed it. And through that, he became who he was. He left the legacy that he did. And we have to turn to people like him. We have to turn to our tzaddikim and realize that we want our end to look like theirs. We want to come at the end of life, of happy, healthy years, and look back and say, Oh no, chaval. Because then it's too late. As the Gemara in Erevin says, Take what you can and eat. Take what you can and drink. This world is to achasno. But we still have the opportunity to nash, to take the drinks, to take the mitzvahs, to take the maizim toivim, to cruise the for the next world. But once the game is over, once the train stops, that's it. It's all over. We should utilize this opportunity, gleaning from the life of the great venerated mashkiach. Use it to inspire us, to lift us up, and remind us that while we encounter those personal burning bushes, when we are filled with those questions and uncertainties and confusion that are inevitable and imminent, remember 
Brasi, it's a hard Brasi Torah Tavlin. Hashem gave us the answer. Torah Tavlin. Go back to your Sefer. Go back to your Torah. Go back to your Rebbe. Go back to your Madrech, whoever that may be. Go back to the Torah. Brasi Torah Tavlin. And with that, we have everything. And while there may be some sacrifice on the Olam Hazeh, on the materialism, that's okay. Because ultimately, it's the greatest trade of all time. For the true happiness, the true satisfaction of Chai Olam Abba, of a wholesome life of eternity with the Mitzvah Shami Palace, a grand, gorgeous palace in Olam Abba. May we all be zeichet to lift ourselves up, to increase our Vedas Hashem. May Hashem watch over us, watch over those fighting for Klai Yisrael, bring an end to the war. May he protect all the soldiers, may he protect all of us, may we all be redeemed and reunited with the greeting of Mashiach Zedkenu B'mir V'minu. Amen. I thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I wish each and every one of you a wonderful Shabbos.